the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. And welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm, I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and the event planner of Marquardt Law Firm. How is your doing today, this morning, Todd? I'm doing great, and it all started with breakfast again. Finally, we got to go and visit Mary Lou's Cafe on McCullough today. It was good. I didn't have a waffle because uh, yesterday it was hard to button my suit jacket. Oh, goodness. Even uh, even attorneys have to watch what they eat sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but we still are trying to find the perfect waffle, so when... Mr. Marcourt has the opportunity to enjoy it again. Please call us. We are taking recommendations. Dial in at 210-308-8867. And last week, we got to talk about the law and the gospel on divorce. But aside from talking about divorce and breakfast, Todd, what's the mission of Talk Law Radio? The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you find your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but does not want us to attempt to solve your individual legal problems on the basis of general information. Instead, contact an attorney like Marquardt Law Firm to discuss your specific facts and circumstances for your unique situation. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with a prayer. Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for this day, and thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins and for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or for failing to do your will. Please help Senior Advisor Barbara Lambert, Christiana, and me give good information to the listeners today about senior living options, including assisted living, nursing homes, independent living, home care, and memory care. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So what laws are we going to talk about today, Mr. Marquardt? Well, we're going to talk about senior living options with Barbara Lambert, Uh, That includes independent living, assisted living, home care, uh, memory care, and care homes. What did I leave out? Care homes. Uh, Residential care homes. A lot of things that people are probably going to start having questions about with coming closer to the holidays. We are taking questions today, so all you have to dial is 210-308. Eight eight six seven. So why don't you share a little bit about yourself, Barbara? Sure, sure. Thank you, Christiana. So I grew up in a family of six children, two parents, six wow. children. 
It was a big family. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a long time until the last one, the youngest sister of mine, Jane, went to kindergarten. Then she went to school as a teacher herself, and my dad was a high school teacher. But when my mom went to teach, she taught at the grade school that we all went to. And that was fine and dandy until I was in junior high. (laughs) I was a middle child, and, you know, the middle child sometimes is a little attention-seeking and that really didn't work out good for me. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but my dad was a high school teacher, and everybody loved him as the high school teacher. He was the senior class sponsor and the the yearbook sponsor, and he was in, he worked really close with uh, the high school kids. And I can remember as a small child, we couldn't wait for the next yearbook to come out to see where my dad was, the pictures of my dad. And he would always be leading the prom march. <laughs> so it was a game of find Mr. Lambert. <laughs> no, Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my dad's and uh, really, really uh, got jazzed by looking at those pictures. And even today, since I live far away from my dad, he's over in Illinois, that when my sisters post those pictures of him on Facebook, um, it's always exciting to catch up and see what's going on. And family is everything to my dad. He's in his 90s now. And so consequently, he's become like the poster child, sort of, sort of to speak on my um, flyer that I have. Oh, absolutely. And our flyer for Home to Home for Seniors has uh, photos of my dad. I've, whenever I update the flyer, I update it with some new photos. And it feels like I'm still making that, that last yearbook. <laughs> so if you visit hometohomeforseniors.com, you can see a post of her flyer where you'll be able to see her father. Yeah. And so he lives in Illinois. Uh, my brother lives in the family house with him and his wife that we all grew up in. And unfortunately, my dad is no longer able to travel to come visit. Um, in fact, he might be watching. So hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, visit me. And so we communicate a lot by FaceTime. And um, that works out really well. It's, it's the next best thing to being there and communicating with him. Technology really helps us to advance and be able to reach out to our loved ones that we can't easily get to anymore or communicate with, Mm -hmm. especially with being able to do Facebook live stream. And we are live on the radio. So if you're tuning in and you have questions, just dial 210-308-8867. You are tuning in to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. And we're going to interview President Barbara Lambert of Home to Home for Seniors. Tell us about Home to Home for Seniors, and how did you get into this business? Well, Todd, that's that's a good question. Uh, it's a great question, actually. Even If I look back um, over my lifetime, that growing up, seniors always played a very big part in my life. When, you know, being in a family with six kids, hiring a babysitter wasn't really an affordable option. And so my parents would have these older women, um, Mrs. Clary and Mrs. Christensen, if I remember, come in and watch us and sit for us. And we loved it when they came. They would talk and talk and listen and talk and talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it was as rewarding for them to come and spend time with us with us as it was for us to be with them and my parents be able being able to get a chance to get out and so we really looked forward to when they were coming because there would be special treats you know they would bake cookies or oh, something. oh yeah that's the best yeah it was the best and then when i got to be around 10 or 12 i remember i still stayed connected with them mm-hmm. and i would go over and uh, sit and maybe watch wheel of fortune <laughs> with them and maybe do some things around the house they would always know when i was coming and make cookies sometimes i would go Alone. Sometimes I would take another sister with me and, you know, continue to be in touch with them. And I think even when one of them moved on to the nursing home, visited them out in the nursing home. And then when I was 16, I took a job at the IGA grocery store. And oh, I remember, they have IGA up there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We have that in New Mexico, too. So the IGA was um, all the checkout ladies were older ladies, retired Mm -hmm. older ladies, and they would hire about three high school kids. And part of our training was, and I remember this so distinctly, was that there are going to be older people coming into the store to shop. And you, I want you to make sure to stop what you're doing and take some time to talk to them because you may be the only person that they see all week or talk to oh. all week. Oh, wow. And, you know, how true is that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How true is that? Because it's a big outing sometimes. Right. When you and go. it might be the only outing that they Right, do. right. And the only interaction that they have with anybody. Mm-hmm. 
is that day. So remembering that um, isolation is is quite a problem as we get older and our limitations start to happen. And then as I became a young mom and um, different challenges in life come with being a parent, as we all know, those of us that are parents, Mm -hmm. and seeking out uh, friends that were older than myself and letting them be a sounding board for me for when I was dealing with different issues and concerns because they were great people to talk to because the experiences I was having or about to have, they had already had. And so they could speak from a place of wisdom and helping me work through some of the things that were happening or things that were about to happen. And, you know, today, I don't know that we utilize the wealth of information that seniors have as much as we could. It's just far easier to Google what our problem or issue is than to go talk it out with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should use those resources, the, the seniors in our lives, to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can go and read up in a book, read up in an article online about what happened in history, but why can't you just go up to that person who actually lived in it and be able to get through their experience of what they witnessed in that moment? But as you're going to be witnessing more with our interview with Barbara Lambert, don't change that channel for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're still taking any questions if you have about her program, so dial in at 210-308-8867. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Remember to call us. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we have our guest, Barbara Lambert, with Home to Home for Seniors. Barbara, you were talking about your growing up experience uh, with seniors and how they helped you with advice and all of that. How did that lead you to start Home to Home for Seniors? Well, about 15 years ago, I moved from Chicago to San Antonio. And at that time, my children, my three children were adults and embarking on their own careers. And so I had a lot of time to devote to a career of any choice that I wanted to do. And I, and I really was looking at making a career change. And I thought, well, you know what? I want to do something that I love and something that I'm very good at. And I thought, I'm good at talking to seniors. <laughs> Sometimes that's what they need the most is to feel listened to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's what I do now. I talk to seniors and their families morning, noon, and night. And I'm now giving back to a population that helps shape the person that I am today. They shared their stories, their advice, their knowledge, their wisdom, and now the tables have turned. And I'm sharing my advice and my knowledge with them to help them find a comfortable and safe place to live out the rest of their lives and to receive the care that they need at an affordable rate and to feel safe and all of that for no charge. We don't charge the seniors or their families in helping them find these um, options. And we'll never charge the families. We are reimbursed for our consulting by the different entities that we work with across the United States. So Home to Home for Seniors is taking the burden of worry, the burden of care of families and friends. We're removing that burden. We want to help make it possible for these precious people to age with dignity as they're completing their journey with us here on earth. And the only way I could see doing this was to start a company of my own. So Home to Home for Seniors is a company of like-minded advisors consulting with families every day of the week, free of charge. Our mission is to help everyone that comes across our plate, whether they're funded or not. 
um, whether we can be compensated or not. And I remember hearing our vice president at Home to Home for Seniors, Lynn Franklin, somebody asked her, what did you just say? And she said, we help everybody that comes across our plate, whether we're compensated or not. And they said, well, how do you do that? And why do you do that, when, especially when you're not paid? Mm-hmm. And she simply answered, because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Where else are they going to go to get that help? That's amazing. And so this is when they're calling, people are calling Home to Home for Seniors because they have questions about the care of a senior, elderly, or disabled person? They have lots of questions. And many families we talk to are nowhere near prepared when it comes to taking care of an aging parent or spouse. Um, it's This is a time when many costly mistakes are made because of emotional decisions and decisions that have to be made on the heels of a crisis. And so they're coming to us because they they have no idea what to do. They don't know the cost. There's a lot of misinformation out there that they're going to take the house or that Medicare is going to pay for it or um, that somebody will be able to stay at home and hospice will come be in the home 24 hours. Mm. A lot of misinformation out there. So it's a very, very emotional time because the relationship with the parent or with the spouse is just about to take a big change. Everything that's known, everything that's comfortable and familiar is now about to take a big pendulum shift. And it's so emotional. And so the Home to Home for Seniors advisors spend a good deal of the day listening, empathizing, and validating the guilt and the fear that family members have when needing to find care options for a loved one. And so we help them with the conversation to have, how to have this delicate conversation with your mother or your father or your spouse that maybe, you know, you're no longer going to be able to stay at home. So does this question come up when they get a diagnosis? So nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, few people come to me doing early research. (laughs) They come to me because something has happened. And they're in the crisis or they're starting to see some changes are happening and they know that they need to do something, but they have no idea what and who to turn to, where to get this advice. And so Home to Home for Seniors represents all the different entities um, and levels of care so we can help them sort out. Because many times there's more than one option that'll work. So you're talking about home care, assisted living, independent living. So in talking to the family, we we try to think, uh, or the senior, if the desire is to stay home. So can we keep this person home? Can we keep them safe? And can we keep them well cared for? And the answer is yes, that's good. We keep them home. But if no is the answer to any of those questions, then we have to talk about what to do next. What is affordable? What is um, the appropriate care options? Where are they located? And what can they expect? Mm-hmm. So do you have like a base office where people go and visit or do they, is it preferred that they call in if they have questions and they need to schedule a consultation? So all of our advisors, um, home office because, and we do that because we're on the phones a lot from early in the morning. Sometimes the phone can start at seven in the morning and we usually are done by nine at night and we work seven days a week. And so um, they home office, and it's easier for us to consult by phone because we have all of our information right in front of us so that we can tell them what is available, what the, what the costs are. Most of us know what it is without having to look it up because we work in this every day. But also there are um, laws and guidelines set in place, not laws, but I would say regulations and guidelines set in place by the Department of Aging and Disabilities mm-hmm. that um, prohibits us from visiting face-to-face with the senior. Oh, goodness. To protect them from exploitation for, um, you know, I hope it would never happen, but it evidently did because that's why these are in place, these regulations, so that, um, you know, a senior is a very vulnerable person and can be taken advantage of very easily. And they... In this industry, we want to make sure that the advisor, the consultant, is working on behalf of the senior and what's best for the senior and not on their own agenda. So by not working face-to-face or meeting them while they're touring at a community is, is very important. So Barbara was kind enough to give us the San Antonio number. If you have questions after the show, if this is sparking some interest that you would like to get a consultation, her number is 210-899-7080 or visit their website, www.home2.com. 
home4seniors.com. Okay, so what are some of the myths? You mentioned myths. So some of the myths are when I get the call that uh, the biggest myth is that everyone thinks that the only option is a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the myth. It's not. Um, there are many different options that can work for somebody. And um, the problem is that I'm seeing that people wait too late before they need something, before they do something, before they act on something. They see the signs. They see all the warning signs. And they wait too late. And the level of care becomes too high. And then the only option left for that level of care can wind up being a nursing home. So when you're seeing some changes starting to take place, that's a good time to start having the conversation, having the conversation with your parent or your spouse, and then having the conversation with an advisor from Home to Home for Seniors about what is down the road, what are the options. It's far easier to look at options when you have the gift of good health and time on your side Mm -hmm. than when the crisis is unfolding and a discharge planner is telling you you need to make a choice by tomorrow. Because not all the best choices are made under an emergency situation, right? Right. Few. (laughs) So an emergency, one of these uh, bad events might be a fall or uh, a lapse in memory and and something bad happens Mm -hmm. or acute illness. And that's when they have to do something. But if, if you notice that your loved one is losing their memory or it has some balance issues, then that would that would be an appropriate time to do some early research. Sure, sure. And there are things that can be done through therapy and um, uh, in-home caregivers, perhaps, that can help sustain a person at home. Staying home and staying safe, especially when you're living alone, is difficult to do. The stresses of just keeping up the home, making the bills, remembering to make the bills, mm-hmm. the upkeep on the home, the housekeeping, getting the meals, getting the nutrition. I, mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm alone and no one else is around, sometimes a bowl of cereal is a good dinner for me. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, a senior who's living alone, that, that can be a good dinner many days I, in a row. I actually witnessed that a lot when um, I was staying with my boyfriend and his grandfather mother she was going through dementia and a lot of the time she wouldn't eat the food unless i was home and cooking it and she would like to eat french toast and omelets and sometimes um sandwiches that i would make for her but if she was on her own the only thing that she wanted was crackers toast and coffee and she wasn't going to survive on just that no no so good nutrition is is Critical. Yeah, it's critical to good health. And when somebody moves into a retirement community, it doesn't have to be an assisted living, it can be independent living. But once they start getting those three balanced meals a day, not having the stress of grocery shopping or meal preparation, sometimes just standing, preparing the meal can Mm -hmm. be very taxing to a senior. Can I stop you right there? Um, Some of these terms are, are new to our listeners. And you mentioned independent living and retirement living. How how would you describe what that looks like? So retirement living and independent living can be kind of an interchanged word. Retirement living um, is living housing for seniors that are generally 55 and over. Independent living means this person is exactly that independent. Mm -hmm. They can manage their own self-care. They can manage their own showering, uh, toileting, eating, uh, walking, they can manage that all on their own. And so independent living is a very good choice because it's great for a senior who wants to downsize, that doesn't want the stress of the home, doesn't want to have to be bothered making meals if they choose not to, that meals are available there. They like to have the housekeeping. You know, that's you know I'm on board with that one any day, <laughs> one day a week of housekeeping um, that's rolled into the rent. And so it's very easy for them to budget, and there's lots of opportunity for them to socialize and do things together in a peer group of people their own age that they normally wouldn't do if they were living home alone. They also provide transportation um, at these communities too. Assisted living is where someone goes that needs personal assistance caring Mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that means they do need help with dressing. They do need help with bathing. You know, one or two of those items. Maybe they need help with medications. They can't always remember to keep their medications. And when the pharmacy, when I get a a refill for my thyroid medication, sometimes it's white, sometimes it's pink. (laughs) 
and mm-hmm. it can be confusing because I also have a blood pressure pill that's white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so unless it's a different shape, it's very confusing. So I can't even imagine now you take a senior who's maybe taking six or seven medications. Right. You can see how mistakes can happen. Right. And that's the number one reason a senior winds up in the uh, ER is usually a fall due to a medication mix-up. Either they took too many or they didn't take enough. So you can prevent those problems, those medical issues that land you in the hospital by getting care earlier. Right. Just living in community living, people are going to see you every day, and they're going to know if this is a good day for you or not. If you're not on your game, if it's not normally how you are, if you're missing meals, you're not showing up, they're not seeing you around, and that's not your normal behavior, someone's going to notice that, and they're going to check on you, or they may notify a family member that, hey, you know, I noticed that. Todd hasn't come out for lunch mm-hmm. or supper today, and we checked on him, and he's been in bed all day. I think, you know, he maybe needs to see a doctor. And that's the benefit of being in a community that you don't have to be on your own the entire time just to be considered a successful adult. If you're a senior and you need this help, if you need to find placement, then we have Barbara available at home2homeforseniors.com if you need a consultation to plan ahead. And as always, we will be continuing on with Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt, still with Barbara to go over more of the differences of the nursing homes assisted living but don't change that channel call us with any questions at 210-308-8867 this is talk law radio with todd marcourt remember to call us Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas. And we have President Barbara Lambert of Home to Home for Seniors sharing with us about what the difference is between a nursing home and all the other titles that a senior can be redirected to. What is uh, placement? So, Todd, the word placement is kind of a funny word to me. <laughs> when I talk to families, sometimes they'll, they'll tell me that they want to put their mom in a assisted living. They want to put them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they need placement for somebody. And, you know, this... It, it it sounds a little impersonal. I mean, this is a, a life that's becoming frail that we're talking about. They're becoming a little slower. Mm-hmm. The hearing maybe is becoming a little bit more difficult. The eyesight maybe not as sharp as it once was. And now just the simple aging process is compromising something. Something to the point that now it's requiring the search for a level of care whether it's a caregiver coming into the home or a move to an assisted living or care home. So we talked a little bit about assisted living. So assisted living is a great option for somebody that needs that personal care, caring for themselves. It's usually done in the privacy of their own apartment. I think if somebody has never been to an assisted living, I like to describe it as the Holiday Inn, Mm. (laughs) that you walk in and there's the the front desk Mm -hmm. and then there's all these apartments all around. And you can have a little small studio apartment or a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom, just as you can at the Holiday Inn. You can have a suite or you can have Mm -hmm. a real small room. And so that's kind of what assisted living is. And everybody goes to the dining room for their meals, but all their personal care needs are met in the privacy of their own apartment. And there's lots of activities that are going on, just like at the Holiday Inn. (laughs) There's scheduled, there's a shuttle to take them around if they're able to and needing to go somewhere, just like at the Holiday Inn. (laughs) And um, so that's a great level of care. But sometimes when that level of care becomes so high, they need help with all their daily activities of daily living, bathing, showering. Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? (laughs) Dressing. (laughs) Toileting. Toileting, transferring, getting up from the wheelchair to the bed, from the wheelchair to the restroom. Those those costs can get high, get a little bit out of control. So there are very, when when home-to-home works for uh, 
families, works with families in finding the right level of care. We also give them the list of critical questions to ask based on their situation. So it's not just like the same list we give everybody. It's a list of questions that are developed during the consultation that are going to be important in finding that correct level of care. And a lot of people don't know that. They shop by how it looks or how it smells or the location. And all those things are important but we need to make sure that this is right for that particular person. And so when the costs start to get out of control, we have to look at what are the other options. Mm -hmm. The person, if they're running out of money, they're running out of funding, then maybe we have to look at Medicaid because Medicare does not pay for um, lodging. (laughs) It only pays for medical things such as doctor's visits, uh, short-term rehab stays, hospital stays, Uh, prescriptions, x-rays, labs, things as that. It does not pay the rent where you live. And that's a big misconception. People don't like, I don't like to tell somebody that when they're they're calling ready to roll because Medicare is going to pay for it. It's not. Well, it's It's confusing, I think, because Medicare pays for the rehab following a hospital stay. Sure, but that's a limited stay, 20 to 100 days. They usually call me when they're running out of days. How am I going to pay for this? Right. And so then we have to look. Do they have private funds or do they need to become Medicaid funded? And so if somebody is becoming Medicaid funded, basically their only option is going to be a nursing home stay. But it's not a given because you have to qualify for medical necessity to need round-the-clock nursing care. So just because you're low-funded doesn't mean that you're a shoe-in for the nursing home bed. And you can have a lot of medical problems and still not meet medical necessity. Right, right. You can be sick but not sick enough. How's that? That doesn't feel very good. (laughs) No. So then to help establish what levels of care of these kinds of facilities should people be aware of that don't accept Medicaid outright? Well, it's kind of confusing. And so Barbara has a lot of experience in just... Uh, finding out what works and many times her and I will brainstorm and try and uh, think about it so that they're not going in and and staying too long and coming out with five and six thousand dollar bills right so Medicaid funding I mean there's a lot of misconception about that as well because they may be coming out of the assisted living that was four or five thousand dollars a month and they can no longer sustain that, so they think they need to go to a Medicaid-funded bed in a nursing home, when in fact, maybe a different level of care in a residential care home is a better option. And a residential care home can deliver the same or higher level of care than the assisted living, and often at a reduced rate. So tell us more detail about what is a residential care home. Okay, so there are boarding homes and there are residential care homes. Home to Home for Seniors does not work with the boarding homes. We work with the residential care homes. The residential care homes are homes that um, they're they're kind of the quiet competitor to assisted livings and nursing homes. Mm -hmm. They deliver a high level of care, often at a reduced rate. So it's a house like yours or mine, Mm -hmm. haven't been to either of your homes, (laughs) but um, they could be nicer than yours. Or they could be not as nice as yours. Mm -hmm. But when you work with a home-to-home for seniors advisor, we are out there in the communities visiting all the different uh, options that are out there for a family. So we can save you a lot of that legwork because we know the managers, the owners, the caregivers. We've, We've been there and we know the type of care they can do. And so we can really save somebody, especially when it's a crisis and they need to do something by the end of the week. They need to find someplace for mom and nobody's ever considered or looked. So we can gather all that necessary information about the level of care, the type of care, about the financial ability to pay, about the desired location that would be convenient for families to visit. And we also have to gather the information about this senior. Mm-hmm. What was this life they were living before this crisis took place or this status change came place took place? Because that's going to be critical in finding the right match. So, for instance, if somebody lived in a very modest home and um, it was a stay-at-home mom, didn't really have a career, and didn't really have all the latest, greatest everything like some people have today, then moving them to the assisted living that is new and fancy with all the bells and whistles is going to be totally 
a fish out of water. <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of our listeners might be feeling like fish out of water and tuning in and hearing us talk about senior care homes, but you are listening to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're interviewing Barbara Lambert to help us understand what Home to Home for Seniors is about and how they help with the community. If you have questions for her during the week and would like to schedule a consultation, like she said, she's doing a lot of the legwork for you if you don't feel comfortable going into the nursing home or if you don't have time exactly so call in during the week at 210-899-7080 even today she even promised that she will call right after the show well they're open seven days right so that is call seven days a week you can call any day you can call it you can call any day there was um do i have time for a yes there was uh last thanksgiving i was hosting thanksgiving at my place had a few friends in and I had a phone call and I thought, oh, she's just calling to chat to wish me happy Thanksgiving. And so I let it go to voicemail and then I I was making gravy or something. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went and listened to the message and I'm like, oh my gosh, something has happened. And I had over the years assisted her with uh, her brother in researching care options, but her brother was younger and wasn't ready to go somewhere, but he needed a lot of care. Right. He needed um, a lot of care. And so he had a partner that was his caregiver, and that was working out well. They were living together, and the partner was helping him with all the care. He needed help with everything from transferring. He was wheelchair-bound from transferring to showering to even feeding. And she called me on Thanksgiving Day, I believe it was last year, and the caregiver dropped out of a heart attack. Oh, no. And so here we were. Wow. You know, who are you going to call mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day? And she couldn't take him anywhere. She couldn't take him in her car because he couldn't walk. He was wheelchair bound. So we had to, you know, contact VIA or a private uh, care ambulance. Had to find somewhere for him to go that night. He There was nowhere for him to go, no one to take care of him. Goodness. And so thank goodness they had done a little research with me um, the year or two before on and off because when he would go down with his health and we would start looking at the options and then he would spring back and get better. And that's often the case with families. You know, you're in the crisis and things are looking bad and then somebody gets better and I'm going to wait till next time. So you knew something about him and you could get started right away. I did. I did. So even if you're not ready to do something, just doing a little research so that when crisis hits, because generally a lot of people wait until something happens that forces that change. Mm-hmm. But at least if somebody has looked, if the senior has looked, if the family has looked at at least one or two assisted living so that you know if you're laying in the hospital bed and have to make a decision about where you're going, it's not so frightful because you've at least seen it once. I mean, all too often people get scared of new situations because it's it's new, it's unknown. They don't have any knowledge. But if you get yourself familiar with it a little at the beginning, then it's a lot easier to work through. And then if you have someone to hold your hand with you and give you the right advice then it gets a little easier, right? Yeah. Can you imagine, Christiana, this morning when you woke up that you took a fall and you never saw your house again? I really wouldn't know what I would do. I know myself not having any available resources that I would probably just curl up and be gone to the world. (laughs) But we won't be gone after this commercial. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We still have Barbara Lambert with us to finish the show and learn more about Home to Home for Seniors. If you have any questions before we end, call in at 210-308-8867 and her website, hometohomeforseniors.com. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Remember to call us. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-5500. 
210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I am your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and with us is Barbara Lambert from Home to Home for Seniors. Now, we've been covering about retirement centers, assisted living, but what about memory care? Yeah, I was going to ask, is uh, the residential care home appropriate if your loved one has memory problems? Sure. Well, it can be. Uh, it, it's all, you know, it's so individual. Every, everybody's uh, concerns are different. So a memory care is um, a secured environment where somebody with a disease that delivers memory loss, such as dementia, head injury, um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's being the most prevalent one, mm-hmm. where um, a person can no longer manage their day on their own. And so they have to be somewhere where their day can be managed for them, but yet the environment needs to be secure because we don't want them walking out and wandering away like often we see um, and hear the stories of. So if somebody is walking and they're maybe needing to keep busy to keep out of mischief, uh, maybe busy with activities so that they're not um, trying to take apart the outlet in the wall. (laughs) That would be dangerous. That would be dangerous. So the memory care communities have activities that are offered um, usually every 20 minutes or so, and the residents don't necessarily sit in those activities. They wander in them and out of them. But um, it's things to keep them busy and keep their, um, them stimulated and occupied. And so if somebody is walking, I think a secured memory care unit is good because we don't have to worry about them walking out of the building. They can walk out of the building into a secured courtyard, but they can't walk out of the building and hop on Via mm-hmm. Trans and, and go somewhere or mm-hmm. hitchhike. Or, yeah, I or see those uh, silver alerts on the highways. Yeah. Yeah, they should have stopped driving a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the memory care is great for somebody who is still active, maybe in the earlier stages of memory loss. When they get into the later later stages of memory loss, a residential care home is a great place um, to go because they can be safely cared for, more one-on-one care. In In a care home, it's usually a one to two, one to three resident to staff ratio. So they get a lot of one-on-one care. They were mm-hmm. in the bigger care homes. They're a little bit more active and moving around the memory care facilities where it's a 1 to 8, 1 to 10 caregiver to resident ratio. So as long as the person isn't an elopement risk, the uh, care home is a great option, the residential care home. If they are an elopement risk and you still prefer that smaller environment because sometimes too much activity can work opposite for somebody with memory mm-hmm. loss. It can cause a lot of agitation and confusion. add to the confusion. Yeah. yeah, And so just make sure that it's a secured environment, that the doors are secured, that they can't just walk and out. And so you ask a lot of questions when you're working with a family about sure. what is probably going to work. Right. That assessment is very important. So the honest uh, relaying of information to us about the care needs of that loved one, their limitations, and concerns that you have moving forward in finding a successful um, residence for them to move to. And the communities that you work with, they're probably going to have to look at some medical information to determine if it's the right uh, placement or level of care. Sure. They'll, they'll need to know. You know. They'll need to see doctor's notes and a physical, uh, recent physical and any labs or x-rays that were done so that they can be sure that they can provide the level of care needed mm-hmm. for your loved one. So between collaborating with the family and the physician, it can and the home to home for seniors advisor can make a very successful transition for somebody who's needing more care. What are some challenges that you've seen when helping a family? Probably one of the biggest challenges is the guilt to help people get over the guilt that the house they grew up in isn't going to be the same anymore. Mom or dad is no longer going to be able to remain there. And, you know, I've often believed that um, home is not a place, but it's a feeling. And that Mm -hmm. feeling goes with you wherever you go, wherever your friends and family gather with you is home. Well, I would think that a challenge 
would be like my mom's mom, who saw all the the 2020 programs and 60 Minutes and Dateline about nursing homes back in the 80s and 90s, and and she said, well, I'm definitely going to lose my memory. I I probably already have Alzheimer's right now, but I definitely don't want to go there. And so that may be some of the guilt that you're describing also when when uh, a son or daughter finally um, believes that they need that level of care. Right. So most of us don't want to move to the nursing home. Most of us don't ever want to leave our home. But the nursing home is, you know, one of the last options that we look at rather than one of the first options mm-hmm. that we can get that care and that quality of life. Quality of life is everything, especially when uh, a disease such as Alzheimer's or dementia is starting to ravage the mind. It's a disease that takes away the dignity and to find that appropriate level of care and to help this person keep what dignity they can and feel safe and for the family to, and I talked about that pendulum mm-hmm. where it shifts to where, um, You've gone from a child of a parent to having to parent the parent. Mm-hmm. And then once this, especially with Alzheimer's and dementia, because you're having to supervise, you may be yelling at your parent, not intentionally, but the stress factor just gets so high. And you, you might say, yeah, how many times do I have to tell you? And, you know, that's not good care either. And it's not really the same person. No, it's not the same person. But once they move into a care home or a memory care and assisted living and they're getting that level of care they need, that pendulum now can start to slowly swing back to where you can now be the child and your parents can be the be parent a, again. A loving, supporting, visiting family member rather than the primary caretaker. Yeah. Home isn't just a house. It's a feeling. It's who you're sharing your time with. So if you can't have time to stay home with your parents, have time to visit with them and let them know that they're not forgotten. All too often, um, when I was with my boyfriend's grandmother, she she had dementia and and she thought very often that she was in the 70s every day was new year's day every day she was back in the farm in colorado and she was waiting waiting and waiting and it she waited too long yeah yeah so barbara you mentioned paying for the these services these communities with uh money that people have saved up or with uh, medicaid uh, what about long-term care insurance? Long-term care insurance is music to everyone's ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, a big fear is how am I going to pay for this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about Medicare isn't going to pay for it. Medicaid pays for just a limited a number of options. So we have to look at what the resources are out there. Did this person have a career? Do they have retirement? Do they have investments? Do they have um, a 401k? Do they um, have long-term care? Long-term care insurance is just a wonderful thing. It pays generally speaking always exceptions to the rule but it generally pays in an assisted living environment where somebody is now needing to um, require help with their own personal care needs really doesn't pay an independent living very well it may pay some amount for caregivers every policy is written differently and so we have to look and see how that policy is written to see what it'll pay for but takes off a lot of pressure some of those care long-term care policies can have um, a financial limit on them how much they'll pay, or they may have a time limit a as to how much they pay. Payout or a lifetime pay-on mm-hmm. is like the loudest orchestra you can hear playing because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not writing those policies anymore because people are living too long. Mm-hmm. But anyone, uh, especially an older person, may have a lifetime policy, and my gosh, start. <laughs> right. Well, it certainly is a numbers game, and with medicine making people live longer but at the same time people's lifestyles that can change their mental stability you really never know how prepared do you need to be and how soon should you start preparing for that start today (laughs) (laughs) todd and christiana i want your listeners to know that they don't your listeners they don't have to take this journey alone whether it's um, an only child or whether it's a group of siblings trying to find care it can be a very lonely and emotional venture so that's what home to home for seniors but your advisor will do is they're going to gather all that information but they're going to help you plan and help you be um, a good steward of what money we have to work with and stretch that out so that there's other options you don't need to have to be paying six or seven thousand dollars a month and run out of money in three years when we could find something for maybe 25 28 and make that money last far far 
longer. Right, three because years. we're not fortune tellers. We don't know right. how long you're going to need that type of care. Even though when I start to hear the story about what's going on with mom or dad, and because of guilt, the breaks go on, I feel like I have a little bit of a crystal ball. <laughs> or sometimes that they're worried about, especially the senior that needs to be placed, if they're going to be putting all their money into their nursing home, what are they going to leave for their family? What kind of legacy are they going to leave behind? Some people want to leave a legacy. Some people want to stay home. And some people want to live in the nicest place. But speaking of legacy, you know, at Marquardt Law Firm, we do last wills, living trusts, and estate planning. What type of legacy would you like to leave? Or what type of legacy have you learned from a loved one? Well, thanks for that question, Todd. I, I haven't really thought about that. <laughs> um, I, I really, I, I think the legacy I want to leave is that uh, I was a person that cared about seniors and cared enough that um, I started a company that would allow anybody and everybody to come to us, no matter what the story is, to get the care and to get the answers that they need to help provide a great quality of life and a great end to somebody else's life and legacy. I think when uh, a child sees their parent taking care of a parent, uh, I, I watched my mom take care of her mom, you know, so that taught me about how I'm supposed to take care of my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully you have a, a child who watched you take care of a parent. So so my dad's kind of far away, so that's a little hard for me (laughs) to, you know, so I have the typical family dynamic. I am the uh, sibling that lives the furthest away, is able to provide the least amount of care, but has the most to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we have that family dynamic as well. Um, So, yeah, I, I think they see how important it is. I know they do, that they see how important it is and how we do take care of our seniors and the aging population and... Um, they're just a very important part of everyone's life and need not to be forgotten. Who are we going to talk to next week? Well, next week it is going to be a recorded episode, so we can't take any calls, but that doesn't mean that you won't still learn something valuable when we interview Scott McMurrian of Bottom Line Realty on the topic of commercial leasing laws. Great. So this has been a great episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Barbara. Thank you, Todd. No, this is all great information that everyone needs to turn into. So remember, visit us on TalkLawRadio.com to find this episode if you want to revisit and learn the information again. But tune in every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We'll see you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 